Bright Sounds, the voice of Bright World. Hello and welcome back to Bright Sounds, the voice of Bright World Guardianship. My name is Leah Ferris and I hope you all had a lovely winter holiday and oh boy, what a first week of 2021. So much has happened already. Uh, needless to say, we are all still reeling from this week's announcement of a new nationwide lockdown. As Guardians, the most significant development is that UK schools have now been asked to close until at least February half term. And so to help us straighten out all of the details, we are joined today by Bright World's Managing Director, Lana Foster. Hi, Lana. Hello, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, we are also joined by Guardianship Care Manager, Robbie Piper. Oh, hi. And I will be handing you over to Charlotte from the Marketing and Admissions Department. Hello, Charlotte. Hi, Leah, and thank you. Um, so, Lana and Robbie, thanks so much for taking the time out to have a chat to Leah and myself. How is everything going in the guardianship department? It's, uh, it's, it's going well. It's just very, very busy uh, at the moment uh, with this with the new amount announcement coming in. Um, I can tell it's busy. We're still getting phone calls coming in. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. That's me. I'm just, I was drastically trying to work out how to, to, to mute myself <laughs> and uh, it didn't work. But um, that just shows how busy we are. The phones are ringing the whole time. The phones are ringing. And I know that we've actually just finished our Christmas program as well. That's what I wanted to talk to you both about first. So how did that go before we talk about the, the nationwide lockdown and the obvious closure of schools? Did Christmas go well for our students? Yes, yeah, so um, we had a lot of people at our, our residential course uh, at Cambridge Mafia College. Um, all of the students there did get their stockings. So Santa visited them uh, this year, uh, which is brilliant. And um, although it's come to a close, we do still have uh, a lot of students still there um, because of this new announcement that's come through with the schools closing, uh, some with delayed start dates, um, but others uh, with the boarding houses closing completely. Um, so we still do have some there with trickling um, away to different places and areas of the UK. Yeah, I mean, Christmas went, you know, surprisingly smoothly because we had so many students who did stay here and not just at Cambridge Melchior College, but we also had the the pop-up, um, you know, course at Padworth College that King's Education ran for us. And I can confirm, I was waiting for complaints. You always get some sort of complaints usually, but we didn't have any complaints. Everyone was really, really happy there. And um, that, that finished on Monday. So unlike Cambridge Melco College, where they can actually stay on longer if they need to, they had to leave Padworth on the 3rd because the school was starting. Um, and then obviously we had loads of students in host families as well. And again, I thought inevitably, you know, you're going to get people who don't like their host families and want to move on Christmas Eve and stuff like that. But no, they, we didn't have any of those. And everyone really liked it and Robbie's now working on keeping a lot of them there aren't you Robbie? I am indeed yes um, as we're all aware as the schools are now uh, some of the boarding houses are closing completely 
and not opening. Um, so yeah, we are working on extending their stay with, with host families at the moment. Yeah, because that's what I was going to ask you. So UK schools were obviously asked to close um, this week. And I just wanted to know, and I'm sure our listeners will be interested to find out how that impacts boarding schools. Because you mentioned then that some are closing completely. Are there some then that are keeping their boarding house open? Uh, yes, so there are a few schools that, that are um, still remaining open. Um, we haven't got definitive answers from every school yet. Some of them are still waiting on more government guidance. Um, but from my uh, understanding of, of the schools that, that I'm working with, it's almost a 50-50 split of boarding schools that are actually closing and not having any students in and others that are staying open and still having the uh, the online remote learning in their boarding houses. Lana, is that the same yes. with, with you as well? Yeah, it's a really mixed bag. Um, I so hoped that all of the schools would be able to stay open with their boarding because the last thing we want is for students to feel that they have to go back to their own countries now um, because we fear, of course, that if they all go again, we won't get them back. Um, and you know that's why we we, we just on keep more here because we feared that if they all went home for Christmas and something happened as it did during the Christmas holidays that they wouldn't be able to come back. So now we're just um, beholden, obviously, to schools that can stay open and are keeping students in in the boarding house to do online learning until February. So. Do you think it's about half, Robbie? Yeah, about half, I, I'd say. Yeah, now that must have been, a because it was such a difficult decision, wasn't it? It was such a difficult um, choice for parents to decide whether to fly their children home for Christmas um, to, you know, to then have to quarantine on their return. And for those that chose to stay in the UK, then learning that they couldn't go straight to school um, it must have been really, really difficult. But it's been so good to hear that the host families have been so accommodating. Lana, I know in some cases we've had to contact local authorities. Can you tell us a bit more about this 28-day rule? Yeah, because if students are under 16 and they stay in a host family for a consecutive period of longer than 28 days, then we are duty bound, um, or the host family is duty bound to register as a private foster carer. It becomes more than just a temporary hosting situation. So where we've had young students staying over Christmas, and that may have been sort of 20, 21 days, sort of the average amount, now that they're having to extend their stay to post half term, so the sort of end of February, that's going to easily take them over the 28 day limit. So we're now, that's our next job. We're now registering the host families with the local authorities. And, you know, again, that's a massive thing for the host families to do because it's actually quite an intrusive process to become a foster parent. And a big they responsibility. To... It's a huge responsibility. Yeah, you're right. And, they, you know, they have, I don't know if they all get a visit on whether it's a virtual visit, but there's low, they read DBS, check them. They have to get references and interview them. I think the, you know, they have to have fire 
more fire checks and all, you know all sorts of stuff like that so I'm constantly amazed at how brilliant our host families are and how they'll just take these new things on board and go for it so Absolutely. yeah that's that's our new job at the moment is um doing long-term homestay and private fostering it's the new thing this week yeah and and so obviously we've got lots of these students in host families that were already staying there but Robbie what about those students that are at boarding school um at the moment um are there still some students there are they preparing to go to host families yes so on the ground uh, we do have a few students that had already arrived at school um, prior to the announcement. Um, luckily enough, those schools are staying uh, open or the boarding houses are staying open um, for them. Um, although they are, uh, some of the schools are encouraging them to, to fly home uh, for, this, the, for the lockdown period and to return at the February half term. Um, so on the ground, really, the, the, the main challenges that we're facing at the moment is kind of undoing all the work that we've done prior to Christmas uh, with all the students returning to the UK. So cancelling all the last minute um, taxis that are waiting or not waiting at the airport, but due to go to collect them from the airport and, and take them back to school as such. Yeah, so I think that's, that's been a lot of work for you, hasn't it, Lon? <laughs> Well, yeah, I think I was just going to say to Robbie, you know, on a normal, on a normal day, I mean, whenever I've sort of sat in and, and done some GCM guardianship care manager work, it reminds me of how patient a guardianship care manager has to be because you sort of spend a whole day doing stuff. And then this is just normally, you know, on a normal year where we haven't got coronavirus. And then you come in the next morning and the parents are saying, oh, no, we've changed our minds now. Um, and you just think, oh, no, I've just got to unravel all of that work I did yesterday. But I mean, at the moment, it's like a daily. I mean, Robbie looked at me and the word of the day for me has been Jenny, who came on to a Zoom call earlier and said, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're just sort of overwhelmed because, you know, what can happen next? What's the next thing? And uh Robbie just sort of looked at me yesterday, sort of, he said, oh, I said, how are you today? He said, well, I'm just waking up thinking I've now got to undo everything I did yesterday. <laughs> it's like that old Greek story about having to push the boulder up the hill every day and then you get, you wake up the next day and it's back at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> trying to guess now what the parents' reaction is going to be to a certain situation, what the school's reaction is going to be to a certain situation, and then, you know, constantly being wrong with my predictions and just seeing how things unravel. Um, I was totally wrong that everyone would want to stay in the UK at Christmas. I bet they all wish they had now, or the schools wish they had. I'll tell you that. All well, these yeah, students... That's the thing as well as I think one of the main reasons, and, and I said this previously, was that they stayed in the UK so that they could start school on time and avoid having to quarantine and going through the travel. So whilst they are settled here uh, and probably, you know, very safely in their host family, um, they are still having to, to go online now again, which I think none of us could have predicted. So it really does keep changing all the time. And I was going to talk it, it, to you, Robbie, as well, about those students that had gone home for Christmas and have already flown back 
and started our quarantine and settling in program. What, what happened to those students? Because did they carry on with their quarantine um, or are they staying at Cambridge still? Where are they now? Yeah, so um, we had had, uh, there was a couple of last minute ones um, at the back end of December that were due to join on our um, quarantine program before going back to school. Um, but for, for different reasons, uh, their flights were, or they no longer took those flights to come back to the UK. Uh, and I think in hindsight, because of the announcement that was made, actually, it was probably a, a relief to the parents that they're not kind of stuck um, in the UK, not at a school or or not knowing where their child is going to be. And kind of, you know, obviously we're here to help, but having to ask us or what's going to happen with their child now, where are they going to go, who are they going to stay with, and all of those questions. Um, I did have one parent who did call... Um, it was yesterday morning, um, the day after the announcement, and their daughter was actually in transit uh, when the announcement was made. Oh, Where she was, was she at school? Um, but again, luckily that was one of the schools where the, the boarding house was open and you know, able to accept her when she arrived um, in the early hours of the morning. Yeah, because some emails I've seen have said just that, in, in that if, if your child is in transit, we can accept them in the boarding house, but then in some cases it was it wasn't that the case. So it must really be a minefield. And I know all of the guardianship care managers look after different schools. So it really is a different situation for every school, isn't it? Yeah, every school and and, and every student as well is is a different kind of um, minefield that you're playing with. Because of uh, one of my schools, although we've got a student in the UK. Um, at that school he is the only international boarding student that is in the UK so they have therefore closed their boarding their boarding houses and he's now going uh, to be staying with a host family um, but it just goes to show we're not obviously we've got our students but there's possibly other international students in the UK at the moment at the boarding schools or elsewhere at quarantine programs um, I think the general thing that I'm learning this week is that if I mean because we've got we've got some German students at, at in Cambridge our quarantine program and they're going to go home because I guess it's quite close and although they they were going to have to do the test release anyway in order for them to go back to school so they're just switching that to a COVID test for flying home a fit to fly test. Mm -hmm. Um, so that sort of makes sense but then we've got others who are from further afield so you know there aren't any flights back to China at the moment so if you're Chinese and you're here you can't go back anyway um, and then you've got others who don't want to go back they don't want to make the journey home if you're from Hong Kong I think you have to now quarantine in Hong Kong for three weeks in a hotel so mm. I think most students who are long haul are, are say and they're here. They're they're saying here either in the, the school if they're open, or they're asking us to place them at Cambridge Melcolla College, which is staying open um, as long as we have enough students there, or uh, host host families. Yeah, and I think a situation like this, you know, the closure of schools on such a massive scale, it really just does again highlight the need for everything that, that you guys are doing, the host families, you know, what, where would these students go if, if they didn't have um, 
a guardianship company like us or an, an Aegis accredited company. So I think that has really been the standout thing for me um, as an outsider, not working in the guardianship department. Um, yeah, I'm waiting so. for the, I'm waiting for the thank you cards and the bunches of flowers from all the boarding schools at the moment. Um, I'm sure they're I'm sure they're right. on their way. Uh, well, you know, postage nowadays, everything's yeah. being delayed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's funny you say that because I think we have, uh, joking aside, some of the schools, we have been inundated, haven't we? Particularly before Christmas, maybe not with thank you cards and flowers, but certainly some really nice words from some of our partner schools who just really have been so appreciative of everything that we've been doing and, and how patient and flexible we've been with the constant changing of plans. Um, so hopefully we'll get more schools that, that, that feel that way. Robbie, um, most of our students are studying at independent boarding schools. So although I know we have several at state boarding schools, most of them are lucky enough that they do have a really strong online learning provision already in place from back in March last year. Um, so how, how have you been helping? I know you did a lot of help as guardianship care managers to help students get online. Have you had any of the online learning questions coming through yet or is that too too early? I think it's a little bit too early. We haven't had uh, any questions or struggling with logging in um, as such as of yet. But I think a lot of the schools are a lot more prepared this time round as they've had the experience from before um and just to also add on to that so i've had a couple of schools sorry that have actually altered their their timetables to be more flexible for the students who are living overseas um so they're not actually doing their lessons that you know unsociable hours um for them which i think is brilliant that is really really good because i hadn't even thought of that when you said it obviously the lessons that are taking place in uk time that they may be asleep um, in their home country. Mm -hmm. So that's good news. And obviously we have heard that soon visitors to the UK may need to produce a negative COVID result. We're waiting to hear more about that. Um, but if that is indeed confirmed, is that something that we'll be advising our parents about, Robbie? Uh, yes, of course. Once we've got more information um, from transport um, company, uh, I can't remember what they're called, yet, their actual name. But once we have more uh, information, we can actually update our parents and clients um, with our pre-arrival information. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I couldn't believe, I mean, I know that I knew it probably, but I, I find it unbelievable that you don't already have to have a test to arrive in the UK. That was my exact thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're alone in that. Sorry, Robbie. No, 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 that's fine. I'm just saying, I think the airlines have been trying to discuss it for, you know, months and all these other countries have already got it in place. Yet we're still kind of a bit behind on that front. Well, I know that some students who are traveling over are having to do it and i guess that's because the airline they're traveling on is demanding that rather than the uk border because yeah. we had a student who enrolled for guardianship and quarantine on the same day last i think saturday it all happened very very quickly 
But then the next day I received a notification from the mother that he wouldn't be arriving because he tested positive for COVID in his pre-arrival test. Oh, no. So obviously some students are having to sort of do it. Um, Yeah, I can't believe that. I just can't believe it. It's incredible. So I hope they sort that out quickly. Yeah, I mean, I I think since the news has come out, um, you know, I think we are one of the only countries in the world at the moment that isn't requiring a negative result to enter. So I definitely think it's um, it's been a long time coming and something I'm sure parents overseas will be more than happy to to oblige to and the students as well. I'll I'll tell you what it feels like, and maybe you guys will have seen this because obviously it gets replayed a lot over Christmas. Have you seen that scene in Wallace and Gromit where Gromit is on the really fast speeding train and he has to keep putting tracks in front of him very, very quickly? (laughs) He's going to stop soon, so he has to keep putting tracks in front. It feels like that. (laughs) Everything feels very much since last March has felt like that scene in Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. I think so. Um, and and it is very frustrating when we've been, you know, we have been telling parents and trying to reassure parents for a long time that schools will stay open. Um, and so, again, having it's a lot of U-turning, isn't it? So we, we do have to kind of go back with our tail between our legs and say to the parents, sorry, I know we told you that boarding schools would definitely stay open, but unfortunately... It's, it's all changed. And, and I think they do seem to be quite used to it now. Um, are they, Robbie, the parents? Are they quite used to things changing? They are more used to it now than, than they were. Um, <laughs> but I, again, they're very appreciative of the work that we're doing with the constant changes that are happening. And they're aware that the, the workload that we have, because some of them are actually apologising, going, I'm really, really sorry. They're now not coming to the UK please can you cancel their taxi and all this and all that so I think that they're aware of the challenges and they understand you know yeah and I think probably very impressed that you are all making arrangements and our host families going back to our families that have been so accommodating I think not all guardians are able to do that so I think we are lucky that we have the capability to to say to the schools yes we can help and we have a family that not only is prepared to take them, but they're going to collect them from the school. I think it's really impressive. um, And I think we should all be very proud. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think if 2020 has taught us anything, and I'm going to sound very cheesy right now, I apologise. I think, I mean, it's been a, a really difficult and complex situation, but throughout 2020, it's taught us that schools and guardians and parents we're all capable of banding together and sort of helping not only each other but helping the students through all of these changes and I think that's amazing and if we can take anything from 2020 it's that. Uh, Charlotte, Lana, Robbie thank you so much for being here and joining us on today's episode and chatting. Thank you. Thank Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to Bright Sounds, a podcast from Brightwell Guardianships. If you're interested in finding out more about anything we've discussed today, please visit our website, 
www.brightworldguardianships.com or follow us on Facebook and Twitter to find out more. Bright Sounds is available as a podcast on major podcast platforms or by subscribing directly to us on Podbean. Please look forward to more fascinating interviews and discussions with our Brightwell team and expert guests. Take care and we'll hear from you at our next Bright Sounds podcast.